Welcome to your found family podcast where we don't just have a heart to heart, we connect soul to soul. I'm your host, Lizzie, a certified coaching practitioner who found family outside of blood family. In our found family, you are accepted and assured that you are not alone. Subscribe and tune in for educational and empowering soul chats with women from all over the world, talking about well-being, personal growth and development, and mental and emotional health. Welcome to another episode of Found Family. Today I have with me a very special guest, Sam, who will be soul chatting with me about overcoming doubt. Sam is an energetic powerhouse life and business coach and speaker. She believes the purpose of all life is growth, and when you focus on personal growth, you create your family, business, finances, health, and confidence into the life that you are capable of living. As a certified John Maxwell coach and speaker, Sam specializes in leadership, confidence, and mindset, and has coached hundreds of women in creating transformation in their business and relationships. You can find her on Instagram and on her website, slaywithsam.com. All of this information will be in the description section of this episode, so please be sure to check it out. So hi, Sam, and welcome. Thank you so much for that intro and that intro. That was amazing. I appreciate it. Of course. I am so excited to be chatting with you. And I know that the topic of overcoming doubt is something that's pretty big. And I am really excited to soul chat more about this with you. So to start us off, what is your relationship like with confidence? You know, this is such a great question. And I was thinking about this today. And my relationship with con- with confidence is definitely a process, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that, I wasn't and I'm not always confident. I don't always feel confident. And to me, what confidence means is that confidence is just knowing something for sure. And so mm-hmm. in life, I think that we all have this goal to be confident. When in reality, confidence just means you're comfortable. Mm. And so what I like to think for myself is, of course, there's certain things about me that I'm confident in. And I'm confident in who I am and, you know, what I'm doing. But there's also a lot of stuff that I'm not confident in. And I typically use it as, like, if you're confident, there are certain things you're confident in. But not being confident is not necessarily a bad thing. And when you think about like, if you're doing a workout, if you're, if you treat your confidence like a muscle, because you know, everybody has confidence, they just don't use it necessarily. So if you treat your workout or your, your confidence like a muscle, if you pick up five pounds, it might be hard for you to pick up at first, but eventually you're going to get really confident in using those five pound weights. But then you go to the 10 pound weight and you're not as confident that you can do it, but you kind of work into it and build up your confidence muscle, and eventually you're confident, you know for sure that you can use those 10-pound weights, and it just keeps on growing and growing and growing from there. I totally hear you, and I love that answer, and I think that for for me personally, that idea, that visual, that exercising confidence is like exercising a muscle. I didn't originally like see it that way. You're so good with analogies and like taking your course was amazing. And like, like shifting my mindset on so many different things like that was just like, well, yeah, you know, for me personally, like being on this, um, journey of fitness. And like when I started out a year and a half ago, I was only using five pound weights and now I'm able to use like 20, 25 pounds, depending on like what workout that I'm doing. And to see this as like, you know, you're exercising like your muscles in terms of like, like confidence and, and even like your emotions, the way that you see things like this is all, it all ties in. And I think that that's so powerful when you can shift your mindset and look at it in that way. Um, I think also what you shared about like when you're certain that you can do something, obviously like you're going into something with a higher level of confidence, knowing that you can do something. And I personally feel like, you know, 
with anything, but really it's like when you just go forth and like try something, the confidence might not be there at first, but again, as taking a five pound to a 10 pound weight, you know, it, you grow stronger with it and you will gain more confidence as you keep doing it. And like, just a little example is this podcast, for example, like we were just chatting a little bit earlier about like, you know, when I first started this podcast, I didn't really know what I was doing and I wasn't feeling as confident because I didn't know like what that next step was. You're kind of looking at it from this lens of uncertainty, but like the certainty comes with doing something. So when you push yourself to like step out of a comfort zone and like do something, the confidence builds. And that's like 100% what I've seen just doing this, this like podcast, which I think is really cool. Right. And to, and I totally agree. And to add on that, I think that sometimes we get trapped in like the idea of confidence, thinking that in order to feel confident, you have to be ready or you have mm. to know what's going to happen. And whenever in reality, like you're always going to have things that you're confident in or that you know for sure in your life. But in the places where you do find that uncertainty, the way that you can show up, um, with confidence is that not that you're confident or that you know how it's going to pan out, but you're confident in yourself and your ability to figure it out no matter what happens. Mm, love that. And I've seen this a lot. Um, my boyfriend has two kids, so they're 12. He has a daughter who's 12 and a um, little boy who's seven. And it's been really cool to watch them as kids grow in their confidence and just sports. But it, it's so it's it's funny because it's similar to everything else that I see in people that I'm coaching. But um, you can see how they're both in sports, the so volleyball and baseball, and the difference that one year makes in their ability. You know, in the beginning, they're afraid to like catch a ball, mm. and they're they're not, and they're not confident. You know, they're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then over repetition and eventually they get to a point where they see themselves over the next year and they're like, can you believe that I used to not be able to catch a ball? Uh (laughs) And then they can see it. It's just like the same thing happens as adults is that we think that we let our, 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 our lack of confidence hold us back from going for it because we think that we have to feel like we're confident. Mm. Whenever in reality, like we just need to trust ourselves more and just go for it. Definitely. I've seen that in so many areas of my life and just like having that almost as this mantra, like just do it, you know, just go for it. Just start the thing you want to start. Just, you know, go after whatever, you know, idea, business idea, or like whatever it is that you're looking for. Like I actually just today, and this is a really great thing that I I haven't even had a chance to share with you yet, but I actually just officially made the decision today to become certified as a life coach. (laughs) And that it was like a really big deal for me. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm like stoked and shaking. Like by the time this episode airs, like, you know, I'll already have been started like with my, with my training, but that's like a really, really big step for me because it's something that I've wanted to do for 10 years, but just have been afraid. And so this, you know, doubt of like, am I going to be qualified enough to do this? Am I going to know what to say? Am I going to, you know, have the right tools or the right resources? What about reaching out to people? Like, do people want to hear my message? Things like that. Like those were all things that I had to overcome in my own mind and just tell myself like, you know what, I'm going to trust my own instincts. I know you and I had like a one-on-one chat as I was taking your course and that was extremely helpful. And again, like very eye opening, and I'm so grateful for it. So it's just this idea of like, just trust yourself. Your gut knows what's right. It's hard to explain sometimes, but like that, like fire in your belly when you just know that you know that you know that you know that you're like meant to do something. Don't hide from that feeling and don't try to push it away because it could be telling you something that could help propel you into that next step. Yes, I'm so 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 excited for you. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so pumped. So as like a really great like piggyback question then, um, what has doubt kept you from doing? Oh my goodness. So having doubt has kept me from being my most authentic self. Mm. And when I think back to whenever I had the most doubt and wasn't really into um, 
was not yet on my path of personal development and like growing my confidence and like focusing on becoming better. Um, I was such a victim of trying to make everybody else around me happy mm. or trying to please everybody around me. And so this led me to not really knowing who I am or what I wanted. And having this doubt, just I was, I, can't, I have no other way of putting it other than like, I was just so committed to everybody else's opinion. Mm. And, um, and so I really just didn't, it held me back from just being who I was meant to be and who I just spontaneously wanted to be. And it was kind of like inside, like I knew that girl. I knew the girl that I wanted to be, but like a muscle, I was that girl, that version of me was very weak because I haven't been growing her. Mm. And so I didn't trust that part of me as much. And so I trusted the part of my confidence muscle that I had been growing. And that was who I needed to be for other people. And ironically, um, now that I've, you know, kind of moved out of that phase of my life, I'm no longer with those people whose opinions of me I was so married to. Mm. But it's definitely self-doubt has definitely held me back from being my best self and being able to serve other people in the capacity that I do now. Wow. That's so powerful. And I, I'm sure that that will resonate with a lot of our listeners and, you know, to those who can sort of see their stories in your story Self-doubt is definitely something and people-pleasing. I would say that those two things are definitely hurdles that we all need to overcome in order to be our most authentic self. And that is very scary, especially if you're the first person in your family to try something and there's a lot of negative noise coming from like family members. I think that's something that's like really hurtful is that when it's friends and you can sort of assess and like this isn't, you know, to sound like rude, but it's just like the nature of just when you're on your personal development, if there are toxic friendships or toxic relationships that are bringing more weight and prohibiting you from flourishing in personal growth and development, then it's, it, it's still hard, of course, but when it's not like blood, blood, you know, related people, sometimes it can be a little bit, um, more of like a distance that you can sort of you know, either cut someone like not cut, but like you can sort of make the decision to um, to shift and to like surround yourself with people who are more in alignment with what you know what you're looking to accomplish. It's really challenging when there's like those people in your life who are sort of feeding into the self doubt that are like family members. And I am definitely speaking from like my personal experience because I think that when um, when I was looking to do life coaching young as a younger person, a lot of my family members who, you know, are like doing the nine to five grind and they believe in like, you go to college, you graduate, you get married, you have kids you, and you do like the nine yeah. to five job. Like it was so easy for them to point fingers and, and sort of like, you know, put me down in a sense of like, well, what are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to do it? What? And then it feeds the self doubt. And it's like, that kept me again, like from doing the things that I wanted to do. So it all it all ties in. No, that's so true, and I and, it, and it's it, it's so much harder, like you said, whenever it comes from family members or people that are closer to us, because you know you do care what people think about you, and especially mm -hmm. the people who are closest to you, you definitely care about those opinions more. And right. It's, no, that's so true, and it is hard. Yeah, I mean, I struggled with like perfectionism and people pleasing forever. And recently, I just posted like a, a tweet about people pleasing and how, as you just shared, and it like gave me chills because it resonated with me so much because it was literally something I was just talking about and like meditating on with myself is that, you know, you're not responsible for making everyone else happy. Like this idea of people pleasing, again, I'm sure that can resonate with a lot of people because it's, it's something that. I, I don't know if we're like taught by society or just by, you know, like the way that we kind of perceive things, but this idea of like, well, I do want to fit in with the crowd. I do want to, you know, make my mom proud. I want to make my family happy. I want to, you know, comply and, and people please. It's just like, 
it's so much easier for us to just take a back seat and be like, well, you know what? I'm going to push this off because I would rather keep the peace in the family or, you know, not feel guilty about making a decision for myself. And that's like a vicious cycle. So it takes a lot of strength um, and courage really to sort of put those thoughts aside and go after what it is that you really want to do and not let that self-doubt, you know, creep into your mind and like overthrow everything. Yes. And one of the most important things that I've learned this year, actually, um, is that I was going to therapy for a few months, um, which I highly recommend to anybody and everybody um, to do it. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to mean that you're depressed or that like something's wrong. It's just great to like, or if it's, or if a therapist to you means a life coach or a mentor or whoever it is, but for someone to just hear your story and like give you sound advice on it is definitely something that I have benefited from so much. And it's just changed the way I approach everything that I do. But anyways, one thing that she pointed out about myself that I think has so much to do with people who like you or anybody else who is on a mission to do something like you're on a mission to do something and that is to make the lives of other people better in some capacity Mm -hmm. and what happens is some of that is people pleasing and what happens is when you're kind of that independent driven person doing this you tend to get this adopt this mindset that you're that you that you don't matter and you're willing to put other people in front of you because it doesn't matter how you feel or that cuz you can take the pain or that you can handle it or you can fight for it or whatever it is but when you're putting other people's feelings and lives before your own and you're taking care of them you have to almost adopt this mentality of what I think doesn't matter, what I feel doesn't matter, and it can get into this deep-rooted cause of the fact that you don't matter. Mm. And this is a like she, you know, she told she walked me through this process where she's like, this is not necessarily a bad thing because you help other people, but in the times where you're not you're feeling inadequate or you feel like you're not getting what you need, you feel like you're lacking, and if you have that scarcity mindset, you have to show up for yourself and remind yourself that you do matter. Mm. And I think a lot of that is where our confidence dies and our self-doubt really rises to the occasion, is because we put when we do that, we put off this vibe where we're like, we don't need anybody else, because we can always handle it on our own. Mm. I mean... You know, we all know that person who, like, you never check in on because they're doing okay. Like, they can handle handle their own stuff. And so when you're this independent person who is like that, people don't always check on you. Or people will air their dirty laundry on you or whatever it is because you put off that vibe and you're welcoming that. And that's okay. But when you do feel like that moment where you're like, I don't matter, or I'm alone, or you feel like nobody's checking in on you or nobody cares, you have to be the person that you are to everybody else and remind yourself that you do matter and it's okay to not be okay and show up for yourself more powerfully in that way. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Great segue into the next question is when... When have you doubted yourself and then pushed through doubt in order to achieve something? Oh my goodness. Um, I doubt myself probably every single day. And where I'm at in my life, um, everything I'm doing is completely unconventional. Um, Mm. And what I mean by that is that any area of my life that you look at, it's different than everybody else my age group is doing and I mean I'm dating a guy who's 20 years older um I am for lack of a better term a stepmom to two kids and I'm not a mom um I'm running an online business and I didn't go to college and so all of these things that I have chosen to do in my life have been my choice but have come with a lot of questions from other people Mm. and 
what I've learned about it is that when you decide to follow your heart and follow your path, you can't expect everybody else to understand you. Mm. And I think that, you know, when I ask myself at the end of the day, is there anything else I'd rather be doing? You know, would I rather be doing following a different route or is there any part of my, my life where obviously there's part of my life where I, or areas of my life that I want to grow and develop in and become better. I mean, that's what I'm all about. But there's nothing that I want to like drastically change and that I want to do differently. But when you're doing what you want to do, other people aren't going to understand you. And the mm. hard thing we talked about with family members and close friends, um, that whenever they don't support you, it's the hardest part than someone else random on, on the internet who doesn't support you. But when you're doing this and they don't understand you, this is where you have to get really clear on being comfortable with what you're doing yourself. Mm. And if you're happy doing what you're doing, even though you have everybody else around you who's questioning what you're doing, that's whenever you know you're confident. That's mm. whenever you know that you believe in yourself and what you're doing because it's so easy to be confident in what you're doing whenever everybody else around you supports you. Mm. What do you do when you decide to follow your heart and nobody else gets it? And it doesn't always mean that they don't like what you're doing, they don't love you anymore. Sometimes people just don't understand it like you do. Mm. And that's the main thing is that it's not necessarily their job to. Is that we think that just because we are very excited about something, everybody else around us should be happy for us because we're happy about what we're doing. But the truth of the matter is, is that out of like a human nature, anytime that you do something different, the people around you are going to want to protect you. Mm. And they're not going to want to protect you and who you're becoming. They want to protect you and the version of you that they know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> You're so, so right. And so you have to be, and this is where the uncertainty and the uncomfortable part of the process comes in, where you're kind of like being this vulnerable thing where you're like, I don't really know if what I'm doing is going to work out. And I don't really have any support from other people. So right now I have to dive within and find support with myself. Mm. You have to realize that even though what you're doing might not work out, you trust yourself enough that you're going to figure it out as you go. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think that that's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like the most comforting thought and yet probably the most scariest thought for people is that you know, if you don't know what's lying before you and you don't have the support and that self-doubt is like screaming at you to, you know, the way that you just phrase it, it's like your family and your friends or whoever is like the closest to you is in their eyes, through their perception, through their mindset, trying to protect you in the only version that they know possible. And like my mom had been doing emotional freedom technique for a while and like one of the things, the mantras that I used to say to try to like clear, you know, emotional traumas and things as a kid was like, you know, this person was doing the best they could with the resources and things that they had available. And it's like this idea of trying to, to you know, look at these people who are not giving support or who are, you know, encouraging the self-doubt noise in the brain as like, well, you know what, they're trying to do the best that they can with what they know. But at the end of the day, as you said, like no one's going to know what the course is for you, but you. And if you feel it inside, it's something to like, it's something worth exploring. Like you owe it to yourself to go and search for it and to push through to achieve something because the doubt will, you know, inevitably keep you stuck if you don't do something about it. And it's like, it's this like, again, like this really crazy idea about like, the safety, like your brain is trying to protect you by keeping you familiar with what, you know, you've always known to be true. And if that means that you're around people who, you know, are also kind of stuck in this like limiting belief or in this mindset or just, they're just not sure what 
it could be like what it could mean for you, then, you know, it's like, oh my God, I need to protect them and, and like make, you know, change something, change the course, change the course. Like taking my brother, for example, I mean, he, he also, you know, he didn't finish college. I don't want to like talk about history. I hope to have, I want him to, to, you know, come on this podcast too. Cause I think it'd be really great to like chat with him, but like one, you know, quick thing just as, um, something to share that is, is sort of similar is that he decided that after like three years, college just like wasn't for him and he wanted to pursue other things. And it was like really challenging for my family to kind of like accept that at first, because again, it was something that was out of the norm of what they believed to be true. Like my parents are Italian immigrants and like they came to America thinking like, you got to go to college and do this thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, it took them, you know, pushing through their own self-doubt about my brother and about what they believe to be the, you know, quote unquote, right path to like, you know, be able to look at my brother with love and compassion and say, okay, well, you know what? We are going to trust you. We are going to support you. And we're going to just believe that whatever it is that you do have in mind to do, you're going to achieve it and push through your own self-doubt. And it was just like this beautiful moment of like everyone just kind of, you know, extending that love to one another, which is not easy. And sometimes, unfortunately, people like might not ever really get to that place with their friends and family, but having like open conversation, at least in my personal like opinion and just what my experience has been is that the more open and honest conversations to have with those people around you, the better. And it also helps like with overcoming doubt too. Yeah, no, it's so true. And the hardest part about it, I think too, is that I think in, you know, you can put yourself in, in your situation or anybody else's is that we tend to think as people that we know what's best for the people around us. Mm. And so if you think about how we do that personally for other people in our lives, think about how they feel on the opposite end whenever they're trying to do what's best for them and we're trying to convince them to do what we think is best for them. Mm. And so when you are following your own path, you know, doing what your heart's telling you to do, it's one of those things where you can't base your success off of other people's support. Mm. If they're Ooh, that's good. <laughs> if um if what's gonna happen is that if you do do that, their lack of support is going to be a direct correlation of your lack of success. Mm. And so you're going to spend all of your time trying to prove yourself to them. And the only thing that you're proving is that your results are validating their beliefs. Mm. So you have to kind of like free yourself of their support or opinion or their validation and allow yourself to prove it to yourself that you can do it and then let your success to whatever degree that is talk for you because once they start seeing you doing better they're doing you have to kind of break free and rise up and then allow them to rise up with you so true i love that and are there people mantras friends etc who have helped you overcome doubt Absolutely. I have, ever since I was a little girl, I have the most supportive parents um, that a girl could ask for. And there's four of us kids um, between my mom and dad, and all four of us are totally and completely different. Um, And my parents have done an amazing job of allowing us to become the best versions of ourselves and not the best versions of who they wanted us to be. And so even though we're all different now, we're all so tight. We're all, we have such a close bond, but um, the biggest thing that has helped me in that area is that they let me kind of, they gave us a lot of free range to kind of figure it out for ourselves and build that muscle in ourselves. Mm. Um, that was a huge thing in the beginning was just like the way that they had their mindset around the parenting aspect of us. Um, I just 
I could praise them all day long for that. But but and um, the only things I was going to say about the family members is that sometimes your family members are right, and don't take their self doubt always as a bad thing. You can also take it as a place where you're like, holy cow, maybe I do need to step it up in this area. Mm. And what I mean by that is that when we're, um, let's just say, insecure about something, you know, things only bother us if we're insecure about them. You know, it's like somebody could rub your arm one day and then it, it could be fine. And then... A week later, maybe you have a bruise on your arm and somebody rubs it and there's a sore spot and you're like, oh, don't do that. Mm. And I think that that's where, you know, people are, are really big on saying like, don't take criticism. And I am very big on saying like, take criticism, whatever that looks like from everybody, because you can learn from it. You can, you can take criticism without taking it personally. And, um, what that has done for me is that even in the times whenever, like, my boyfriend is so supportive of me, but there's times where he does push me. And by pushing me, you know, sometimes that means, like, hey, he doesn't say this, but for back of black, but <laughs> hey, you're slacking in this area. Like, come on, like, push it up a little bit. And I could take that, and, like, sometimes I do, and I'm, like, offended by it. And I'm, like, he doesn't support me, or he doesn't do this. But then I take a step back, and I look, and I'm, like, holy cow, he's right. Like, I haven't been showing up as well in that area. And anytime this happens, I grow, like, from zero to 100 in that area just by putting focus on it. So that helps me a lot. Um, and then the last thing is that one of the things that helps me push through self-doubt um, more than anything else is music. Mm. <laughs> music moves me, like, crazy. and. I have like a whole playlist of songs that just pump me up and get me into that zone. And I have this one Nicki Minaj song <laughs> to before every call that I do. And I've done this for years. And um, it's the song Fly, F-O-Y, by Nicki Minaj. But it's the second verse of that song. You have to listen to it. Okay. But it just pumps me up and like, puts me in the mindset of like what I'm here to do. And she talks about how she hears the criticism loud and clear. And that's how she knows that the time is near. I can't stop rapping for you. Cause I'm just not good at it. But, um, <laughs> I love it. But just the whole, like the, the, that verse just like kind of puts me in the mental state of like who I want to be for other people and so that really helps me in anything Cardi B, like anything gangster rap. I don't know why, but <laughs> in that mindset of like, I'm a badass and I can do this and anything like that kind of just snaps me out of where I was and puts me up there. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. There are like so many things that you just shared that I was like, wow, that resonated with me. Wow. That one resonated with me too. So I'm trying to like remember, but I would say that like first and foremost about the music, totally totally hear you on that it's so crazy that that's something that like almost doesn't come to mind as something that helps me overcome doubt because it's almost like you're on autopilot and when you're feeling down or you're feeling you know whatever you kind of lean into your spotify playlist or whatever like platform that you use and it almost feels like well duh of course i was going to put a song on because i want to like change my mood but then when you become more like you you be like more mindful of it and it's like well wait holy crap like that's actually such a, you know, like that is actually what helps me with my mood. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing a program right now that's all virtual and there's pump up music like in the back of the recording, which is awesome because other programs that I've done, it's just like the trainer speaking through like, you know, obviously like she's doing the whole, um, all the moves and, and so is everyone else. But this one has music and there is something like for me, it's like EDM. I love like electronic and house music and that, that like pumps me up. But in a similar way where you're kind of like, like the gangster rap music, like for me, last album of Taylor Swift, where she was just like, um, like, oh my God, 
watch me kind of attitude like that's what pumps me up <laughs> like any any vibe like any song like that like it's like look what you made me do like that song gets me so fired up because it, it gives me this feeling of like like oh you don't believe me like just watch what I can do you know and it's just like this amazing pump up and I love that so I think that's really great I'll have to check out the Nikki song as well um <laughs> but what you were saying too about like your boyfriend and how you know taking like constructive feedback and like you know because I would say it's it's like an area of opportunity like it's it's what you were saying there's so much truth and power in that that it's it's taking um someone's comment about something and instead of looking at it as criticism and feeling sorry for yourself it's looking at it as uh constructive feedback and like an area for growth and area of opportunity I will say for sure my boyfriend challenges me as well in areas that like I honestly didn't even challenge my own self. And I see that we're so yin and yang because we're very alike, but very different in so many ways. And we complement one another. And I think that's really beautiful because like, for example, you know, he encouraged me and supported me, um, to like officially sign on, um, to do the life coaching. My parents, thank God they're extremely supportive as well. They're like, I had so many conversations with them about it. They were like, in any way that we can help and support you, we're here for you. We know you're going to be amazing at this. We know you've wanted this for so long. And that's wonderful. I would say that, you know, as just like a comment on feeling hurt or offended by like something that someone says that maybe doesn't sit right with us, I think that like what resonated with me in that moment was this idea of like, I think sometimes people get offended or feel hurt because it's like the truth that you don't want to hear and it's hard to take in because either you know that they're right and you don't want them to be and it's almost this resistance. So the self-doubt almost turns into like anger or resentment and it could almost be like, well, how dare you tell me what to do or, you know, point out this like thing about me that I don't love or don't feel like I've fully developed yet because, you know, as I was searching for different like programs to become certified, you know, I'm not going to like say names, but there was like another company that reached out to me that was like double what I ended up paying for this program. And it turns out that it was like, not really going to give me what I needed. And there was no like certification at the end of it. And he kind of challenged me and he was like, well, why did you jump? Why, you know, why did you, I'm a very impulsive person. So he was like, did you do your homework? Did you research the company? Did you contact other people who have done the program and ask them what their opinion was? Do you know what you're actually getting for your money? Do you know, like, and he asked me all these questions and that was like, I was like, Oh babe, like, no, I didn't. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm a very like trusting person. And I was like, I know I want to do life coaching. And I, I just, it sounded good. And he was like, well, I know that you want to do life coaching and that's great. That's amazing that you've you know, confirm that and accepted that as like your next, like your path. But the, it doesn't necessarily mean that this company is going to get you there, you know, like do your homework. And although it kind of stung, I was like, holy shit, you're right. I do need to do my homework. I did jump again. And I like, you know, he encouraged me to like have a second think about it. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So like I, you know, I was a little bit impulsive. Um, and this, this other, you know, like method like the yes other company that I'm going through it's like it's accredited I get certified there's a test at the end of it like everything you know just the the dominoes kind of like lined up so I think that like having those kinds of supporting people who do sometimes even challenge us and bring up these things is like well hey did you ever consider this it also helps overcome doubt because there's this extra layer of like you know oh I'm here to help you with your personal development too and it's a different perspective from someone else who like genuinely wants what's best for you. Yeah. And that's so true. And you know that, like you just said, he genuinely wants what's best for you. And so there's a, you can tell that there's a big difference whenever someone's basically just like saying to you either, Hey, you suck or B, you know, have you checked this out a different way? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. So you can definitely tell that difference there. Um, but like you said, I think it's like we kind of get so offended and then we look and like, holy cow, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And as a, another like, again, piggyback question, what advice do you have for our listeners if they themselves 
are doubting something or doubting a decision to make or, um, you know, just doubting right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is a great piggyback question because my advice to anybody um, who is trying to make a decision or has self-doubt at all, my advice is don't be afraid to be wrong. Mm. And I think that that's where a lot of self-doubt comes from is this fear of being wrong or just not being right. And we think that, you know, if we're wrong or if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't go the way that we planned, then it means that it's not meant to be. And that kind of comes back on a deeper level of making us feel like we're not qualified enough. Mm. So all of these different fears of self-doubt come down to the basic idea of I'm not enough of something. And maybe that means I'm not credible enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not ready enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not skinny enough. Like everybody has this I'm not enough thing that's kind of playing in the back of their mind that's holding them back from everything that they want to do. And so my advice to anybody and everybody would be do it before you're ready. Do it before you have all the answers. Just take action because your inaction will breed your insecurity and your confidence will be built on your steps to the action that you're taking. So don't be afraid to be wrong. Um, don't be afraid to be called out. Be humble enough to take other people's advice and criticism and to learn from it and use it to make you grow. But be confident in yourself enough to know what's best for you as you go. Whoa, mic drop. <laughs> that was amazing. I am shook. Oh my God. Like, uh, that needs to be like printed on a bunch of things and like sold on t-shirts and mugs. Like so much truth bombs right there. That was beautiful. Uh, yes. Yes to all of it. <laughs> like, yes, that was truly amazing. Like I, I almost like don't even want to say anything after that because I want that to sit with people. And like, <laughs> that was awesome. I 100% agree. And, and like, just, yes. Um, I, Honestly, would love to, if you're open to it, to like share your, um, how you found your passion for personal development. Cause I know that we were talking about that. Um, so as like a, a cherry question, um, yeah. how, how did you find your passion? Like, cause I know that that was also something that had to deal with like overcoming doubt. Um, how did you find your passion in personal development? Yes. So whenever I was a kid, and by kid, I mean like, like 15 or 16, I was always a hard worker, very motivated, very self-motivated. I was just always that person who was doing a lot of stuff. And um, the summer before I went into my senior year, I was working three jobs. I mean, I basically didn't have a social life. I was just so busy and I loved it. And then about a year and a half later, I found myself um, with my ex-boyfriend and I was not working. I wasn't going to school and I wasn't doing anything. And I remember a very low point in my life whenever I was laying in his bed every single day and it was like a dark and cold room. It sounds so dramatic, but it's true. And there was a part of me deep down inside who knew that something wasn't right because what I was doing was very against who I've always been. But I remember thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to accept this as my life. And I'm going to wait for him to come home at 9 o'clock at night every single day just for that one hour that I get to spend with him. And, I mean, I was looking back. I mean, obviously I was depressed, but I didn't know it back then. You don't know these things. Like, it's hard to really identify these things whenever you're in the midst of the in the, in the story. Yes, um, 100%. The thing I've ever heard is, it's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame. Ooh. And that right there is what made me um, really get a coach, you know, because I'm like, I'm going to tell you my story and then I want you to tell me what you're getting out of it because it just looks different from a different view. But anyways, 
Um, I remember, so I was in that moment and I, and I saw a girl working out online. And so I decided to like work out with her and I did her, the program and I was doing push-ups one day. And like the thing about this workout, it was it gave me a new purpose. Like, it gave me something to get out of bed and do it every single day. Mm. So as the one day I was doing the push-ups and the trainer starts yelling in my ear, like, keep going, don't give up, keep going, keep pushing. And it was in that moment that I somehow convinced myself to do one more push-up than I thought I could. And as soon as I did that, I still remember the feeling. It was like the biggest aha moment that I had ever experienced in my life. And I Mm. thought to myself, holy cow, if I can convince myself to do one more push-up in my life, what else can I convince myself to do in my, in my life? And it was like, I was holding myself back that whole time from not doing one more push-up that I thought I could do. And so what else am I holding myself back from in my life? And it was then that my mind just literally expanded and opened itself up to all of these different opportunities and possibilities that were always there but I just wasn't looking for them. I was holding myself back and blocking myself from them. And that's whenever I took my deep dive into personal development and got on myself a path where I was like, I feel so good. I need everybody else to feel the way that I feel right now. And that's Mm -hmm. what my biggest passion is right now is helping people who are, I'm going to say mindset locked in the place that I was, um, whenever I thought I could only do a certain amount of push-ups and help them and convince them to show themselves that they can just do that one more push-up, that they can do what else it is that they want to do just by unlocking their mind and just pulling themselves back from everything that they ever want in their life. That is beautiful. I love this story so much. Thank you so much for sharing because I know how much it impacted me when we had our one-on-one chat and it, it really helped to unlock my mindset. And I was thinking about you the other day when I was also going through my, uh, one of my, my workout class sessions and the trainer in a similar way, like he was, he was talking to one of the people in his studio and said to this guy, like, give me three more. Cause he always counts down. Like when, you know, before the, the move is done and he, he was counting down and he was like, just give me three more. And I remember like dripping, this was like a day or two ago. I was like dripping in sweat. I was exhausted. And as soon as I, I was like going to stop, cause I heard him counting down and already your mind starts to think, okay, well we have like two seconds left. If I stop like a second before, you know, I'll be fine. I worked really hard doing this for the whole 30 seconds or 60 seconds or however long it is. And as soon as I heard him say, just do three more, I did three more. And I like thought of you immediately. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is it. Like this is those aha moments where you're like, you, if you tell yourself you can do it, you can. And like you, you use that word purpose. And that's like such a key word right there. Like I know that for me personally, like when I was feeling lost and didn't know what my purpose was or didn't know. And I know we've talked about this when I was like, and this was like a week ago. So this just shows like how much like my mindset has like really like shifted and and opened up. But like when I was feeling lost in my purpose and felt like I didn't have something that I was excited about getting out of bed for, it's, it's hard to feel confident. It's hard to push through that self-doubt because you're so like consumed with this idea of, well, what am I even here for? What am I doing this for? What's like, what is my purpose? And so I'm just so hopeful that like these episodes in this podcast and, you know, being able to, to connect people, um, to these kinds of resources and connect people to people like you who are, you know, helping to bring this light to people. That's, that's like what my mission and goal is for this podcast is just to help spread an awareness about, you know, mental health and and different blocks that we all have and the ways that we all can unlock all of the blocks. And whether it's, you know, relationships or job or whatever, it's like, we do have the keys to push through self-doubt and to achieve and to overcome. And it's like, 
it's so beautiful. So I'm really grateful. This was like an amazing, amazing conversation. And like, I really just, I'm so excited to share with everyone. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, go ahead. I said, this was so much fun. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Is there anything else that you would like for our listeners to, to know or anything else that you wanted to add? Um, just that, you know, when we were talking about how, you know, you were saying to yourself, like, I've worked really hard. I'm going to take, like, I'm going to stop at a second or whatever it was. You will, your mind will always justify why you deserve to stay where you are. Yes. And it's in those moments where we do need that purpose or really somebody else to like grab our hand and pull us out of that version. Um, because it's true. Like you will, the reason why you are where you are is because you're telling yourself all of these lies about why you deserve to be, be there. Whether you're saying, you know, have that or whatever it is, whether it's like you've been working really hard, you know, you can deserve to take a day off or whatever it is, you know what I mean? But we all kind of get stuck in our story. And so we have to raise our story to a higher standard if we want to be able to pull ourselves out of it. So that's it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And I'm going to, I'm going to leave that at that. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Thank you again so much. And, you know, as, as, um, as I've shared throughout this podcast, I, I've taken um, Sam's mastermind coach uh, or mastermind class, and it is absolutely amazing. I love the fact that it was like live and virtual and it was four weeks. So it's like super easy to, to dedicate, you know, 35 minutes to 45 minutes for four weeks. I definitely want to encourage everyone to go check out Sam. Again, the website slaywithsam.com. All the info is going to be in the description. Highly, highly recommend. Sam is amazing at what she does. And clearly I'm like living, breathing proof that like it works. <laughs> I'm so oh. grateful, truly. So this is like absolutely amazing. And again, big, big thank you. I loved having you. This was so awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next week for a new topic. To help spread the good vibes, please share this episode with friends and family, or if you share on social, be sure to tag me at Coach Lizzie.